Finding Emo, our podcast where we discuss our favorite albums from the early aughts and thereabouts. My name is Blake Fisher. I am joined by Chris Monier and Kyle Simmons, who's walking around in the background right now for some reason. What? what Tell is the that truth. I was yellow thing walking. that you just moved. No, no. What is that yellow thing you moved? And you didn't even move it out of frame. It's just like it slightly it's less still than there. Frame. It was nothing. <laughs> it's nothing? It's, oh, no, don't worry about it? <laughs> to, okay, well, either way. Kyle's here. He's got wireless headphones. So he feels like he can just walk around the room, I guess, and uh, that's what he's going to do now. So I feel free. Uh, anyway, we we're a little bit late. Uh, we were was trying to record this over the weekend. I had some technical problems. You know, the things happen. So this is coming a little late, but we we had to do. This is a first on this podcast. We are doing a brand new album. We've never done a brand new album uh, from any of these bands because no. I don't know. We want to ruminate on it a little bit. And uh, is that the right word? Ruminate. Yeah, That's sure. A word, right? Okay. I'm yeah, always questioning. It's a word. It is a word. My choice of words. Is it the correct yeah. word? Is I guess the question. Mm. Uh, anyway, normally we take 20 years to think about these albums before we talk yeah, about right. them. That's definitely accurate. Yeah. And so we're not this time because we're uh, we talk about Blink 22 every time they come out with something. Obviously, we've been very excited about this album, and we just kind of thought, let's give our less like basically the whole thing is first impressions you know we always talk about first impressions yeah. at the top of this thing but really we're gonna go track by track still but it's still basically our first impressions so slightly different format than normal but we just feel like we have to do it for this new blink Wing 2 album and so with and basically because it just came out we also don't i honestly just have not had the time to dive into the making of this record i know there's been some interviews and things like that you guys watch the the Zane Lowe, is that his name? Zane Lowe? Yes, I want, yeah. I, I want to discuss one thing that was mentioned on it. Please because, do. Okay. Because away, I, think, I think, Blake, you will be very interested in this. Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but I very much took it as, there's a there's a moment where Tom basically states, I'm, I'm, this is so out of, <laughs> I, did, I don't have the direct quote in front of me, but he basically says that he realized that he doesn't need to have another band. This is his band, and that he can create whatever music he wants with Mark and Travis. And so, like, he doesn't say there's not an Angels and Airwaves. He doesn't say that there's not a Boxcar Racer, but, like, he kind of alludes to the fact that, like, if he's going to make music like that, he's going to make it with Mark and with Travis. Yep, and Mark doubled down in his Discord when he said, you know, five years ago I would have never even thought of letting a boxcar song be on a Blink record. And this record was about putting all that stuff aside and moving on. Yep. And so... That's interesting, I hear, though. I mean, I don't feel like there's that much that's like... I, it feels very Blink to me. It doesn't feel boxcar, oh, you think? There's a song on here that is a boxcar song, for sure. It's I an mean, actual, you don't agree? It is an actual boxcar It's, it's like literally and... Is it? Music yeah, it's oh, it's yeah. a it's it's an old boxcar song that did not make it on boxcar. That didn't make it on yeah. the record. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, then I guess that's the case. But I mean, like to me, boxcar was just like the the angstier version of Tom. Sure. In Blink sure. too, so it wasn't it, like too. Whereas Angels and Airways was like a bigger departure than Boxcar Racer was from Blink-22. We talked a lot about that on that when we did Boxcar Racer. Oh, so. absolutely. But I but, but I, I think, think what Kyle is saying is that it's. That that that's what Tom is saying. It's like I don't need those outlets anymore. Yeah, like this Blink will be the is outlet. That outlet. And right. and Blink One Eight Two is the vessel for those songs now, so it comes out. That's Blink exactly right. Like that not style. that it's going away. It's just that Mark and Travis will be a part of it now. Is is how I interpreted. What you mean Mark? 
Did I say Mark? Because Travis was a oh, part right. of it before. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Mark's invited well, into the party They'll be now. a part of Angels and Airwaves. Right, okay, I guess and that's... The, and I mean, like, I just want to say, guys, Angels and Airwaves, guys, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. That's got to be just a bummer, right? I mean... Oh, P.S. Like you, because yeah. you know, because you know, like they were like, well, no, it's gonna be fine. We'll still do another album, and then, then like they no. see this interview, just like, the, fuck. Actually, yeah, the, the, <laughs> uh, Angels and Airwaves Reddit is furious right now. Yeah, they're not. They're like, they're, they're like for for the last year, they've been like, guys, it's not that good. No one's gonna listen to it. Um, I don't know if they saw. I'm pretty sure they did. They just topped Billboard with this record last week. So I'm also sure that like literally, just like, like number one, right? Number one, and just like us, we probably thought maybe it would never even happen. You know, like we yeah. were even questioning if this album would really happen sure. a year ago, right? I mean, when they came out with Edging, we were like, we like it. I'm very curious if they're gonna end up actually making a full record because this could no, just all right. be like. I, I would never anomaly. say that they were like lying or anything. I just think that they were maybe. It wouldn't have surprised me if they got all excited and then got in the studio and just couldn't crank it out or whatever. But yeah, like like rebounding with the next. Like you're like, oh yeah, I remember all this, and then you're like, oh, I remember all this. I remember all also this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what have I done? Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe a little like that. Uh, and so you know, I, I think that we were we were all curious a if it happened and b if it'd be good because tom was talking it up before they'd obviously even recorded this whole album which is like just very does. very tom obviously because he was talking about this we just made the best record but that was like last december <laughs> and i don't oh, think that they had this done no, in the can no, last december didn't. or whatever they... he said that i i see no no shot that that's actually what happened and so uh anyway we got the record uh, almost a year to the date that um edging came out as a single so i mean they literally edged us with edging um because yes. we we had a whole year between the first single of this album and the album coming out which is slightly longer than the normal runtime uh between first single and album that comes out but uh they did a gigantic tour and then we were young when we were young tour which chris you went to that i mean we haven't even talked about that i did yet. not oh you he did not go. No, I canceled. Oh, I didn't know. Well, then never mind. Chris did not yeah. go to when we were We'll young. talk off pod. I did not. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that <laughs> like, later. Like, you then. really think that, like, I wouldn't have brought that up a single time <laughs> in a text message? Oh, by the way, I'm in Las Vegas watching something corporate. Love you guys. Kissy emoji. I just thought you were saving it for this, you know? But no, guess not. I can't. No. All right. Sorry to bring no. it up. Uh, okay, yeah. well, let's just it's jump into... First impressions of the album. I mean, in general, Chris, where are you at? Like first few listens or first listen even. I mean, now because you you can actually remember it was two weeks ago. I I don't want to. It's so hard because like there was so much buildup and so much excitement and they released all the singles and the singles were great. And, you know, I don't want to be hyperbolic but like it kind of beat every expectation i could have conceived within one minute and 30 seconds into the first song <laughs> i'm sorry it just yeah, did it, like every yeah. it like it, it 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 rang every bell and there was something about the mood and the feel that just made me realize like oh this is like love this is like three oh. men 
who are brothers and have found each other again. And this is what it sounds like when, I mean, I think I, I didn't text you this Blake for some reason. I just decided to text Kyle, but I was like, I think they have cemented themselves as one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time with this record. I think I, that's, I just do. I think that's fair. I mean, cause you're talking about a 20 year span of time. Right. More than and, that. And 25, to, 30, almost 30 at right. this point, right? And to come back and make music this good. And I, and hit and drop yeah. a number one album. That's yeah. Insane. Well, and that wasn't even number one when I said that to you, Kyle. Yeah, like, no. Uh, it was just I, like, I was a vibe. Like, you, I was like, no, this is epic. Kyle, what about you? Uh, so yeah, beat I, that. I can't. <laughs> beat uh, it. I, I am in love with it. I, I, I love it. I will say... If I have any criticisms, it's that I wish that they didn't just drop six singles in a one week span of time, you know, before the record came out. Like, I, I wish they would have just maybe given us one more time and that was it. Because now I I like the first half of the record. I, I knew it. You know what I mean? Um, and then the other thing is, like, it took me a minute because... I I mean we haven't we haven't hidden our feelings about Blink 182 on this podcast. I love we this not. band. They they are I know this is insane, but they're friends. You know what I mean? Like I grew up with them. They introduced me to a music that I love. Mm-hmm. That's probably not true. They didn't introduce me to it, but they It is for me. I mean Blink 182 is literally something. the first like punk pop band like that I I liked. Well, I mean, so like your your gateway drug, yeah, to pop punk, legitimately. So it was just like there was a period of because I, I mean, I loved it the first time I listened to it, but there was a weird like, what do I really think about this? Oh, also, oh, I want to talk yeah. to people to the to the friends of the pod at home. In case you don't know this, if you have freaking Apple AirPods, open up the settings. And turn Dolby Atmos the f off. It is oh yeah it yeah yeah ruins I records. I was yeah. like, what is? Everyone was talking about how big it sounded. I was like, what is going on? My friend Benji yeah, no, was like, yeah. dude, you've got AirPods. You've got to turn Dolby Atmos off. Why? Yeah. Why did? Why is that even a setting? It makes is that really records... what it's called? I thought it was called spatial. Yeah, it's called spatial. Uh, that right? is. Um, giant mega corporations yeah. iterating on things that are already working to yeah. release features that make you want to buy things that you don't need. That's all. It's terrible. It doesn't work in AirPods. It works well if you have an That's actual all. surround sound system, by the way, just in case, because mm. they actually mix it in Atmos with, with like the multiple speakers and stuff. Directional. Yeah, and so like I we when I had Apple Music for a little while, playing it on the Apple TV in the living room in that most was actually pretty cool because they would actually mix it in multiple speakers. Sure, but they're trying to do that with software in stereo, and it doesn't work. It works really well. It it does work pretty well in movies. I mean, this is a it side compresses tangent. the f out of yeah, it, but it dude. does. It's 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 all digital. It's not yeah, definitely well. And not only spatial, it, they call it spatial audio. I think on. It's really striking too, specifically when, if you're listening to AirPods. But same thing, turn yes. it off. It's not good. And it's super striking when you're listening to like a playlist on random, and one album is mixed in it and one's Definitely. not. Definitely. Because like I, the first time I turned it off was when I went from like a Fugazi song to like a Yellow Card song, and it was Ocean Avenue, the album, and it was mixed in Atmos, and I was like, "What is happening? 
How does the modern record sound worse than a Fugazi record? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't seem possible. Yeah, Um, but it was. Yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, go ahead, Kyle. Well, I was just going to say, so... like at first I was like, do I really love this? You know what I mean? But because we have had two weeks, yes, I absolutely love it. I, I, I am completely satisfied with what they gave us. And I agree with what Chris said. I don't think any of us believed it could live up to the hype or the, I don't know that I believed I could genuinely enjoy it because it was just such a buildup. And here I yeah. am rocking it and loving it and just smiling and and happy that these dudes are friends again. Yeah, I think I was I was worried we would get like a neighborhoods, which is like fine, yeah. but right. it's not uh, like it, it has too. some great songs on it. But for the most part, it's forgettable. Yeah. And, and it didn't hit me. I mean, I liked it, but it didn't hit me super hard. I mean, I like some of the songs quite a bit on it. But it felt like it, and I don't know, it just, it felt like they'd lost the magic. And and I think that was yeah. probably mostly a producer situation because that was the first one they did without Jerry, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that was a huge part in that. I mean, obviously, I think they figured that out on this one. I think even more so than the last few albums, obviously, that Tom wasn't on which I also like, but we're missing an element to them. Um, that was Tom. Honestly, I mean, that's the thing. It's like Tom without, um, I don't know. It just, there is, there is a different feel to this record that I hate to like try to judge it two weeks in. Cause I just think that's, that's pretty hard to do, but uh, a lot easier to do than like two days into the process. I, I, I'm with you guys that I wish they wouldn't have released so many songs from it. Although I, I basically only listened to those songs like once and then I didn't listen to them again because I didn't want to have, I don't know. It kind of ruins the album experience Yeah. of if you've heard six songs on it scattered throughout it where you're like, yeah, but that was a for lot. us. That was for, for the kids. Like that's how they, yeah, that's how everyone does it now. I realize that's me being an old cranky old guy but um no i like it i think it's good yeah an old cranky i think so the best metaphor musical metaphor i come up with is another band that is like cemented themselves obviously as rock and roll legends is uh van halen uh van halen with sammy hagar was just like it's all right right now is a great song right now you know it's good good stuff I, i feel like that's the skiba era like that that's still an amazing era of music like related to any other band right like without Tom, it just wasn't the same it's just not the same and that like the two of i we've said this over and over again on this show and in person with each other but mark and tom complement each other and neither one of them are as good alone as they are together it's just i yep. it, there there are lots of other bands where there's clearly the there's the there's like a person that's the talent you know in um in the band even though the other people make the band better or like might make the band a certain way stylistically and stuff it's not like um you know like for example i don't think that necessarily i'm gonna guess bono can still write a great melody without the edge but obviously without the edge it wouldn't be you two anymore whereas like i think that mark and tom write better songs with each other than they do individually it's, it's well the yeah. the Zane Lowe interview like Mark basically says that he's like I think Tom's one of the best songwriters definitely what does he he said something like that and he and he even like he even uh, calls out uh, 
Tom's style of music. What do they call it? Like nursery rhyme pop punk, yeah. nursery rhyme punk. Yeah. Like he's like Tom's the best at that. Like, well, and he he even said like so for months he was teasing like you guys are gonna flip out when you hear turpentine turpentine however you want to call it you guys are going to flip out Either and way. now that it's released he's like and everyone is flipping out he he yeah. said this is this song perfectly embodies what i love about the way tom writes songs and they're dude they're they love each other again that's that's it they, it's, yeah i mean that's the important part i think they're yeah. having fun and and enjoying it and I wonder if they well, had not, the pressure or not on this one. I mean, it's almost no, they like, didn't. Yeah, you, know. you got to watch the interview. Blake. I know. Like, I know. I'm behind. <laughs> like Ma- Mark said, Mark already like all these things are, have been put to rest. All my questions basically have been answered. yes, but that's what Mark said. He's like we, uh, like we didn't give a fuck on this record. Like we wanted to be punk rock and just do our own thing. We're only doing the press we want to do. We're only doing the photo shoots we want to do. Like this is us. Like, yeah, because they can be. I the mean, they're time. this far in their career. You, you better be doing it that way. Like, enjoy it. But even, like, I think one of the best moments of the interview, the one that surprised me the most, was when Tom said at the end of the uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket era, like, when they played their last arena show, he said, like, I, I thought that was it. I was like, hey, we got we got to do more than we ever thought we'd get to do. Right. Like, I, I, I guess this is it. Like, for him, like, this has all been a ride that's gone way longer than he ever thought it would. Well, and, so and when like they got to this point, they were like, "We're just going to do it the way we want to do it," and it came out so amazing. And like Yellow Card, here they are. No one really quite knows why, but they are bigger right now than they have ever been. They are selling out bigger venues than they ever have. They're selling. They're 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 debuted at number one now. T Swift's going to take that from them this week. Pretty yeah. sure, <laughs> which is lame because it's just a re-release. I mean, she's just re-releasing yeah. her album, but it's still whatever. a rock and roll record, number one on Billboard in 2023. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. I'll take it. Do you know why? I'm, here's my theory on why they are so big right now. Kids, who so, who are the new rock bands? Yeah, there are oh, yeah. none. Yeah. People clearly still want it, and for yeah. some Imagine reason, Dragons? I, are they a rock band? <laughs> I mean, Kyle just did a literal spit out. take. <laughs> That's the closest I could come up with. I can't think. Is of there one. anyone else? I mean, and that was like what 2014. <laughs> I mean, like the closest thing to it that I can think of would be like the 1975, who would say they're a pop band, not a rock band. Yeah, but I right. mean, they are at least a band playing instruments. I mean, I'd call them a rock band still because I call anything where you've got guys on stage playing instruments and you know. Yeah, but you but you do that out band. of necessity because there aren't right. any rock. Exactly, bands. there aren't any like like Foo yeah, Fighters right. are still the people like that everyone best. asks to come play the show because they're like, well, the Grammy is here again. Better ask Foo Fighters to come do our rock yep. niche. And like, I love check the Foo the, Fighters. Check the rock. Check the rock box. Yeah, there I mean, a, but that's that's all they got. There is a weird <laughs> yeah. like sub genre. I think there's like the. There's like the what was once hardcore is now second wave new metal, like Bring Me the Horizon, Bad Omens. Those kind of bands are pretty huge, but they're no, I, I don't think they're, they're not like this, you know? Right. But I'm talking like mainstream yeah. rock bands. Like they're, they're just don't exist. And I think there's clearly a hunger for that. These bands are selling a lot of tickets to shows and they're selling records and, I just I I wonder if um I don't know it's just it's just kind of a, 
Well, it's I mean, I'm looking thing. at the I'm looking at the Hot 100 right now. I mean, it's like Drake, Bad Bunny, Olivia Rodrigo, Dua Lipa. She's close because um, she just ripped off Paramore so much that it's kind of a rock Jelly band. Roll? Jelly Roll? I know, yeah. Drake again. Billie Eilish. I mean, I'm all the way down to the 30s. I don't see anything. Okay, so 36, White Horse, Chris Stapleton. That's country. That's the closest we've gotten to rock. And we're all the way down to 36. All right, well, hopefully Blink-182's resurgence will lead to some more rock bands in the mainstream since we don't have any right now, and I think people are clearly hungry for the rock bands. Um, let's get in track by track. Does that work since there are yeah. 17 of them? Uh, we're yeah, probably not going to go now. like super deep into it, uh, but let's let's start talking about some of these tracks uh, and starting with the, you know, what? I mean, talk about a perfect first track name. You know, Anthem Part 3 uh, just seemed like just welcoming us back in. All right, here we go. If you've fallen off of that list When you're clinching both of your fists Like you aimed and then you just missed Let the record show that you're fixed Chris Monier, what are your thoughts on the first track? I I have no words. So Okay, Kyle. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Uh it, it, just so epic. The way how do you even say it? They did um so many callbacks. Like the way it opens is yeah. almost like anthem number two, mm-hmm. and Travis plays some very dumpweed esque drums on the chorus. Did you guys pick up on that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's almost like they were like kind of calling back to like the anthemic, glorious opening tracks of all the Blink albums, which for our generation was super important because we used to pop in a CD, and that was our first impression yeah. of a song almost feel like they knew that like yo the brothers and sisters that were born from 1979 to 1989 would still be playing this album the way we used to like yeah let's hear from from song one on right and even though we'd heard the six songs like you guys talked about like we still were like that was our first impression and they said let's like add let's sprinkle in these little moments from what made everyone fall in love with our band I don't know. If, did they do it on purpose? Like, did they talk about it? Oh, or did sure. it just come out? I think, no, I don't think so. I think it just, I don't know. It's hard to know. I mean, I, this is one of those. So, I mean, one thing we should talk about on this record that is uh, not uncommon for the last several Blink-22 albums is that there are other writers on it. And so um, this is one of them that has uh, Aaron Rubin, which before we started recording, Kyle, he's related to Rick Rubin? Yeah, I, this I, is believe, confirmed? He's, I believe he's the nephew. I'll, I'll do some quick on-pod research. Well, I mean, that, that'd be a good thing to get into. The last name checks out. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. That, that checks out. Does he have as epic of a beard as Rick Rubin or sound as um, 
uh, mellifluous when talking on a or microphone. Or is he is he meme worthy? What's that meme with or not meme, but the video with him and uh, is it Anderson Cooper where he's like, "Do you know how to use a mixing board?" No. He's like, "No." Do you play instruments? <laughs> barely. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think he literally says barely. <laughs> But he is the freaking best at at, at yeah. producing great songs. And so, um, you know, maybe Aaron has a little bit of that too. I assume that most of what this happens with this, like, kind of writing credit thing is what really means is, like, they were all sitting in the studio coming up with this song. And generally, if you are sitting in the room while the song is written, you get a writing credit. Uh, now, percentage-wise, it, it we don't we can't see that. But uh, so he's on it, and obviously a producer. And, and so that makes me think that, you did sit down to go like, we've got to have a great opening track. You know what I mean? Because they do. And they, they've always yeah. done that really well is having a great opening track. And, um, you know, it's almost like they, they could have started with the title on this song. Like, hey, we need an anthem part three. And so we got to write that song because it just seems like the logical thing, especially to kind of throw back to like, we're back. And, um, and right. Because self-titled and neighborhoods didn't feature an anthem. No, song. they didn't, but I think that it's almost like that was probably a conscious departure then, you know, especially with Tom wanting to take it in a different direction. And, like, as we talked about with Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, I think Mark was trying to go, like, we need to make another sort of enemy of the enema of the state-ish album. And, and it sounds like that was mostly Mark going, like, we shouldn't just jump ship yet. And then I think Tom got a little bit more of his way on the on the Untitled one. And so I'm sure that was like, a, well, Untitled is a, is a departure and therefore sh we should like have a departure from, I mean, even like the dick and fart jokes weren't on Untitled. Like it was a departure from. The, it was our emo era. Yeah, it really was. And yeah. so to me, this is like going, all right, we're kind of throwing it back to the other two huge albums, Enema and Take Off Your Pants. And so. Uh, I love it. I think it's great. Kyle, what are, you, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I, I love it, obviously, like you guys do, all the things you said. I love the outro so much on this song, Freaking Rocks. And then also uh, there's there's a t an immediate tongue, ah, tongue, Tom DeLong-ism in the lyrics that just makes me laugh every time I listen to it. Uh, it's like he he – there's no possible way you could convince me that um, – Let's see. I'm trying to find it right now. It's like your head is about to explode, and he insists upon saying your head is about to explode, or your heart is about to explode, yeah. Yeah. instead of your heart's about to explode, which would fit perfectly. He's like, nah, I'm Tom DeLong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing it how I want. Cram um, an extra syllable in here. Yeah, when your heart is about to explode, and he sings it that way. I'm like, that's kind of weird, but that's Tom DeLong for you. Uh I love it, dude. I love the intro. I love a lot of people are complaining about the way the drums sound and I'm just not I was gonna say I, I'm a little bit on that team. Yeah. They are too oh, God. They're pretty too loud. I mean they're too yeah, but loud. That's Travis's yeah, but no, but that's Travis's um uh, that's his calling card, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they no, are like no, that, that that's his drum sound. Like that's his production sound. Yeah, but I mean I think my here's my only concern with it is that it's like they are so freaking compressed and like to death that there was like no, um, which I realized he's just hitting the crap out of the drums anyway. So it's not like there'd be like a dynamic range anyway in these drum parts, but it is like, like covering up the guitars sometimes like literally, okay. In the intro, 
on the dun dun. Can yeah. you tell if there's a guitar playing or not? You can't. Like it's like you cannot hear if there's a guitar or not because the drums are so. And I'm just like, we could have dialed. I think they sound good, but they could have been dialed back. Like I'm talking every a couple decibels. every drummer that is listening to this podcast right now is just like, why won't these guitar players just shut up? It's our moment. <laughs> give it, give it to us. But what do I talk about more? Than- have you ever heard? Have you ever heard like every album from twenty? 2000 to 2005, saves the day, stay where you are. Like, drums just get pushed back. Finally, no. it's our time to shine, and you got all this shit to say. I'm just fine. Can we find a happy medium between the two? Well, my, my point is, like, we need we need somewhere between, like, I, drums up front, always, I, from now on. I think, uh, I think both of your opinions are valid and should be heard. Yeah. It, I, it no, Blake's right as far as, like, what normal people think. But I love it. <laughs> yeah, and it almost it almost like sounds too like okay. There's a couple parts on this record that like the drums are way more like kind of I don't want to say raw, but raw for like traditional Blink One Two Travis sure. Barker kind of sounds, especially on those like short songs and stuff where they're just like super punky. And I actually kind of love that because I think that one thing that kind of here's here's going to be my last sort of caveat on this because it's really just this song. Really, some there's some of it and the rest of it, but it's really this no, no, song. This song it it hits different. Yeah, yeah. but. What my complaint about it is that what it ma- it makes it sound like someone just time corrected and and sampled the crap out of everything, which I'm not convinced these aren't samples, like trigger kind of oh. stuff all over it. O- only because they're so much, they're so isolated. Um, right, but he he, uh, I think that's why he got out the uh, double kick for this. Yeah, and so my my only complaint is that it makes Travis Barker sound like someone else that's less talented because it sounds so overproduced that it sounds like someone just like programmed it and time corrected the crap out of it and then like put these drum samples in. Whereas like when you when you put Travis Barker in front of a drum set with like some just good, I mean I'm not saying we don't mic the toms and stuff, but like you could pull up the room mics and you'd be like, that's the best freaking drummer I've ever heard. Right. Does that make sense? Right. But yeah, but. It's such an unusual thing for you to say because Travis Barker produced Travis Barker playing drums. Right, which is weird. Right? <laughs> I know, but it's almost so like... So you're complaining about the producer, which is also the drummer. Right, but it's like he overproduced the, himself as almost a per, As a producer, track. he did a disservice to himself, the drummer. I kind of feel like that. <laughs> but he's But he's earned that right? No, I mean, look, it, it's it's a stylistic choice. It's yeah. like I'm not saying it sounds bad at all. No, no, no. I uh, no. This is quite a conundrum. You know what I mean? But I do feel like it's it, it takes a little bit away from how phenomenal he is at drums because I want to, like I said, I would love to just like be in the room. I, I don't know. I would pull up the room mics, but it's like the room mics are almost just like disappear because it's all like it's like yeah. if my ear was on the tom, it's just like you know. And and so I, I you know it's it's a stylistic thing for sure and and to be fair, it's it, you know it's kind of the Valentino thing or whatever which I, I also never loved to be fair. Oh, uh, um, good Charlotte uh, and um, yeah, good Charlotte. What's the other one? Um, get uh, all American rejects. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes they just get like too robotic sounding almost. And I know we obviously know that Travis is like one of the best drummers in the world. And so he's he's doing this stuff legit. It just feels like it's almost too too isolated. But I mean, that's just me being picky. But it it does feel like almost wow. a little too, um, just a little too much. But you know, that's I'm I'm willing to. Here, here's it's not the like thing. I'd be like you're wrong. 
all all like technical terms aside, they're really loud. <laughs> they're really loud. Yeah. I mean <laughs> And I would love to hear them isolated. Like I to like that would give me a better idea of what's actually going on. Like I would love to just yeah. hear the drum tracks, like if I could get those stems to Chris, hear like, you, okay, is it over compressed? Is it not? Well, I mean it sounds like it might be. Chris, are you Listen, checking a four yeah, loco? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's my third of the night. The fifth loco. Chris yeah. is going to have a yeah. heart attack in the middle of this episode. <laughs> on yeah. the final I mean, Finding uh, Emo episode. We'll like, Why didn't my dad love me? Oh! <laughs> it's just like everything. Uh, His no, drums uh, aren't but, too loud. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the um, the the Denny's video, Blake. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, a, watch that. That's and, a great it, like, example. When it's just, right. And when you hear him just playing like a punk drummer in a Denny's, it, it's perfect. Yeah, that's interesting. My God, you've blown my mind. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like totally no, no, take no, us off it, on a tangent. But. No, no, it, it, no, no. The tangent is perfect because it's like, when are we ever going to have this conversation again? The producer overproduced the drums. The producer is the drummer. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely very much like a chicken and egg situation. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit weird. Okay, we spent uh, probably too much time on track one, considering there's 17 tracks on this yeah, album. We're, so. we're 40 minutes in. <laughs> we got a ways to go. <laughs> Let's go to track two, Dance With Me. Simmons, what are your thoughts? I mean, we've talked a little bit about this track because we did a snack on it, but uh, what are your thoughts on it now that you've had a few more weeks to listen to it? I love it so much, and I did not initially love it, and I love it so much now. <laughs> you know what's funny is I'm a little bit the opposite. It hit me pretty hard oh. the first time. I was like, I like this, and I was worried that sometimes songs that like I love right off the bat don't last. They don't last. But this one's gotten better. I mean, I know it's only been a few weeks since yeah. they've released this, but or maybe a month now or something. But man, I'm like it, like that ending part, like the vocals, so that soaring good. thing that's going up on the harmony and stuff. I mean, it's it's a Dude, really good song. The, the who's hit, who's hitting that note? Who's hitting that note though? Is that Mark? I can't look, they're tell. all auto tuned to death so, on this okay. one. Let's be <laughs> that's up there, man. The, the other I thing is survivor. I, I'm like. I don't know if this is a complaint or if it's brilliant, but there is a secondary guitar part that's like picking underneath that it's so buried you cannot hear. Like you can't quite put your ear on it when you're listening. And it's not like there's no way to isolate it and focus, but I want to hear more of it. And maybe I don't. Maybe it's maybe it's terrible, but it's it's in the um I think it's in the second verse underneath, and it's just so cool sounding. But yeah, I I love this song, and I will say that uh, you don't get to say this often, but Reddit showed me the error of my ways on this one because someone mixed it with the so we know because Travis put it out there that that outro is actually what was originally the chorus, or no, that's not true. Olay was originally the chorus. Not, 
Am I right? Olay, and then it went to that. Then it went to you know, that. Right. They said Olay, and weird. then they were like, "We're not sure about the Olay." So and they the outro yeah. was the chorus. So someone on Reddit took it and made the outro of the chorus all the way through, and it doesn't have the payoff. You don't get the payoff of the outro, and I immediately missed the Olays, and I was like, "I'm wrong. The Olays are awesome. Well, I that- miss them. The song rips." And that's all yeah, I have to I, say. And that, I, I totally agree with you. I think Bleak 182 <laughs> built that um, song style with feeling this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I like 70s, 80s rock and roll, like the payoff was you waited a minute and 30 seconds till the first chorus. And then like, you know, great white, like here I go again on my own. Like it's like. It like, takes a while. You know, yeah. 60 minutes. And we do not have the attention span for that anymore. No. <laughs> and Bleak 182 built with feeling this where like you build the whole song up to the end and the end of feeling this, like that's the payoff of the whole oh, song. Yeah. Like when all the parts are coming together and I, I agree with you, Kyle, like that this song is built that way. You know what it reminds me of Chris, which is going to sound very conceited, but I promise you, I don't mean it that way. It reminds me of that side project thing. We tried to get off the ground that matches Malone thing that we did because it was, we it, nailed it, it. You know, what it feels like it. Cause like all we did was like, we started with something and then we added something else and then we added something else and it just kept working. And that's the, that's the only time I've ever written a song that way where it just kept, it just kept working. And right. um, <laughs> then we never did anything with it. But like, this is what that sounds like to me. It just sounds like they were like, what if we add a soaring vocal on the, well, yeah, that works too. What if we do this? Cor-? I mean, it just everything in it, there's a lot going on and it's all really cool. And none of it, um, none of it is too much. They just nailed it yeah. with this song. Now uh, I, I wonder if it's I'm the other guy Kyle. that wrote it. Um, well, I'm with Kyle that the Ola- I wasn't sold on the Olays at first. I, th- th- this one hit me really weird at first. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Did um, you guys see the meme of the of the, you know? It's like the the classic one with the girl looking back at the guy who's looking back at the other girl. Yes. And it's not. It's, it's not. <laughs> I was looking at, at Tom oh, and seeing yeah. Olays. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but that's perfect. Well, yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, good job, whoever did that. Yeah, Chris, you you're you're exactly right, dude. This is this. This is very similar, similar payoff to feeling this. That ending is perfect. Yeah, and I never really thought of it that way, Chris, and this, like, our attention spans, and we're getting to the chorus way faster. Sometimes we're just starting the song with the chorus now, so you got to give someone something else three minutes into it, or, like, they're going to be like, yeah, we've heard this before. Um, or you got to cut the song short, I mean, essentially. And so, yeah, they're that right. double chorus and changing it at the end, man, it, like, it just... it. It makes me, even though it's 30 degrees outside, makes me want to roll the windows down, uh, oh, which is, yeah. you know, my favorite memories of the Untitled albums are freezing in my car listening to it. So maybe this will be my winter top off the Jeep <laughs> album uh, that'll make me feel that way too. Um, let's go to track three, which is, um, sorry, I, I moved my Fell notes and I don't, yeah, here we go. No, we can never pretend that we can only be friends. We should do it again and again and again. Fell in love. 
everything is magic part two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, it. I I really, really, really like this song. I think it's oh, it 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 it's it jams. I just feel like he was like, we should probably finally pay the royalties to Robert Smith now. <laughs> yeah, it probably doesn't hurt to have Ryan Tedder on there as a writer too. I, I he's he's written well, a couple and, hits and Robert Smith. Yeah, and Robert Smith and Ryan Tedder. Yeah, it's like all right. But do you think Robert Smith even uh, helped with that song, or do you think no? They just, I think like, they gave just him gave him writing, him writing credit, credit for the drum beat. You think so? Close to me, drum yeah, beat. I do. Oh, I, that's what I think. Just from just Kyle, are we in agreement? Like, hey, this yeah. is so close that yeah. We, <laughs> and it's the second time I've done this shit. Yeah. Also, here's another layer. <laughs> there, there's layers to this. You ready? Didn't yep. he just didn't Tom DeLong sell his catalogs recently? So like he yeah. probably sold everything's magic and he's like, you know what? <laughs> let's <laughs> let's 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 take a second try at this, you know? Let's 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 go around round again. Well, it's a great song. I mean, it makes me feel Freaking super awesome. happy. And it's a different kind of feel for Blink, but it still very much feels Blink. Like this is not something I mean we've we've heard some of this in there's definitely some angels and airways as you as you mentioned from the robert plant and cure um influence smith you did it again i did it again that gummit <laughs> every freaking time I, his name's right in front of me right now I cannot. Apparently, I was a bigger Led Zeppelin fan than Blake's Cure. always getting Led Zeppelin and a guy with mascara from the 80s mixed up. Classic uh, Blake. Classic. Yep. I just can't. It's like I'm never going to get out of that pattern. It's never going to happen. Just, you said it so confidently, too. It was almost hard to correct you. I was like, oh, man, he really owned it. I literally I have no idea I said it wrong. If you guys hadn't started laughing. No, no, you said it with the confidence of a president of the United States, man. It was beautiful. All right. Well, anyway, other than me making a jackass of myself, um, this is a great freaking, great freaking yeah, song. No. Kyle, what are your thoughts on it? It it's awesome. And what's funny is this is one that's getting a little bit of hate from from people. Like and, no. and I yes, and it's just awesome. I do want to point this out. I meant to do it on Anthem Part 3, but I want to know how like one of the biggest records of this year, most anticipated records, uh, how they get away with using AI and not correcting the lyrics on 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 this stuff. Like, so I don't know if you noticed, but on um, on Anthem Part Three, they've already corrected it. The end of it, it's my like for for two weeks. It was my hope shit ends here tonight, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, my right. old shit ends here tonight, right? right? Like that makes way more sense. Um, and then on this one, my, one of my favorite parts of the song is the is Mark in the, or Mark or Tom in the background on the the call and response. And honestly, uh, yeah. I needed you. So on Apple Music, it's it says what was that? There's, I am a hundred percent certain he's not saying what was that. Yeah, no. uh, other people say when I look back, that fits closer. I think I'm on I'm on team when I look back. But even so, there's a few other tracks that the lyrics are incorrect, and they've even said as much on like Discord. And it's like, can you why, not upload well, that? Yeah, you know, why can't we get this correct? Well, no, that's what I was thinking. Is in my mind. Like if our bands were successful and we were uploading to Apple, it would be like we take forty five minutes and transcribe the lyrics correctly. Right. Or right? you pay like someone one, to do it, that. Yeah. 
Right. Like, it, but certainly, but but as someone who works in tech, I totally see somebody from Apple talking to Blink One Eight Two management, and be like, "No, dude, our AI is solid. It's incredible. It's nail it. Nothing to worry about." And well, then, it, dude, it's, there are parts yeah. of of there are parts of this record where they're both singing at once, and. I don't know if they do it on Spotify, Blake, but in Apple now, it will show the two lyrics at the same time. Like the the further back ones are like smaller in smaller type. Oh no, I haven't. Done it's that. super cool, and I'm like, you can do that, but you can't get the lyrics. But if they're right. not right, it's like, who cares? <laughs> well, I mean, and in case anybody listening doesn't realize this, Mark and the band obviously have a relationship with Apple. That's yeah. why Zane Lowe did the interview. Yeah, but Mark already has a show, so. There's probably some vested interest in Apple being like, hey, let us do this thing. You know, that sucks. Um, we're not going to release your album for free on everybody's iPod like you too, but can we like, you know, do some cool shit with it? So, well, either way, yeah. I mean, it is funny how often the lyrics are, are wrong on, but I mean, it's like, that's what I'd go to. But you notice there's a difference. Like sometimes, I mean, I think Spotify was sourcing theirs from Genius for forever or whatever, and, um, or lyric, or one of the lyric services, but, it's like, where's that getting it from? And then, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the AI thing, I know the speech stuff is great. Um, like I transcribe this and throw it on and it's like perfect. It even gets like proper nouns of people. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. If they're like famous enough and anyway, it's, it's pretty crazy, but well, yeah, I, I guess in song, it's not quite there yet, especially if it's a background vocal way out there. Well, well, we'll be talking about this again on the next track, unfortunately on the chorus. Yeah, well, let's go to it then. Uh, track four, Terrified. Here we go. Nice segue. Now I see the truth of it all. That bridge beat or that that oh. post chorus beat is very cool. It is very it's cool. It's very cool. Kyle, what are your thoughts on it? Uh I really like it. Um, I think it's I think it was a really nice gift to the fans because fans have known that there was a track left out on Boxcar Racer for years, and this is it. And so for them to put it out there, I think is really cool. Like Chris mentioned earlier, Mark has mentioned, you know, that like past marks would not have allowed this this you know new relation new blink in love with one another again are putting it out there it drives me crazy that as i was just talking about on apple music the chorus to this is we'll go we will go terrified and they have it listed as welcome terrified which is so weird to me <laughs> First I can of all, see, get it right, but but I can see it's how the you number could one album on welcome. Billboard. You think a human being would look at this and be like, "That is not what he's saying." Lyric. Yeah, that's closer oh, well. than the last one, though. But here's yeah, what they right. had to they changed something about this because Nick Long is credited as a writer on this one, so he didn't write it back. Yeah, you're right. The box car racers. So they they've obviously changed some, but um, yeah, it sounds it. You're right. I think you're right. It's a it's a it's a here, here we go, fans. Yeah, we got. We can put as many tracks on this as we want to. 
because uh, we were actually getting paid probably for all of them instead of the 10 that you normally get. So it's like, why would I go over that? Um, Chris, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, Kyle, Kyle already put it to bed, man. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's yeah, exactly we don't all have to talk about these. There's 17 of yeah. them, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, we've we've talked about the next one, but let's let's uh, play it again. Uh, but 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 what? but oh, yeah. but but go on. We discussed in, at great length the whole controversy with Boxcar and Mark, and yeah. it's funny that like now we're like glossing over this song, but that put all of what we said, like, like wrapped it up in a bow. We were right. Mark yeah. was pissed. Yeah, <laughs> and understandably. As we talked right, about. Right, right. But but we yeah. but but to know it is a different fe- is a different vibe. I agree. Yeah. We um, we just theoretically talked about all of this stuff, you know, yeah. what a few months ago when we did Boxcar Racers uh album. And uh yeah, and some yeah, of it's that was now what, like August? September, August? Yeah. Yeah, July yeah. or August. So yeah, we, we got some answers. Uh let's go to track five one more time. Uh, one of the pre-released singles. And I know that next time always gonna happen I gotta say I love you while we're here Do I have to die to hear you miss me? Do I have to die to hear you say goodbye? I don't wanna act like there's tomorrow I don't wanna wait to do this one more time one more time. And we've talked about this one before, but do y'all have any anything to add? Is it has it grown on you in the last couple of weeks, or are you still liking it? The piece that you played, <laughs> I, I think, has a really profound moment for me, mm. and I'm gonna like get on my soapbox a little bit. But by all means, I think, especially for men of our generation that we got stuck between like two very different eras, like the boomer generation, the Gen X generation and like the Gen Z and generation. And I think it's been complicated for men our age that were born in the early eighties to find a way to express our feelings and find a way to express how we feel. And we're stuck between our fathers and who like we were raised to be like brave, strong, like not show your feelings and also, we were raised in a generation where, like, no, you're supposed to express your feelings. And that lyric that you played, that, like, say I love you one more time, these men who were, like, maybe, like, late Gen X, early millennial, that, I think these guys were all late Gen X. Yeah, they're Gen X for sure, yeah. I, <clears throat> I hear that as permission to be like, hey, we went through some shit. Like, our drummer almost died in a freaking plane accident, and then our lead singer almost died of cancer. And like we realize, like we just say I love you to each other. Yeah. We're just like, I, I, that one little snippet to me is like a beautiful moment that I hope speaks to a generation of people that's like, no, dude, we don't have you don't have forever. And these guys are a perfect example of that. We all take life for granted, you know. We no, nobody knows. Like Travis Barker is richer than god and he was on a private jet that almost crashed like like nothing it doesn't matter who you are or what you have like life is short that's that's my little soapbox moment, dude i i could not agree with you more and so my wife 
who could not be less invested in this band? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think I think my wife might have uh, some some things to say for hey, that title. You're, to be you're, least lesser invested. Well, we, we could we could we could have them duke it out some night, but it would be fun uh, to hear them on this podcast. No, I but, give less but, of a crap. But 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 Terry, my wife, like sobs when when that line is sung, and I think like it's the same thing that you're saying, Chris. But like the other side of it is like, how awful is it to think that like it should be so easy to say that you care about someone or that they're important to you and that something as extreme as a, a, you know, a plane wreck or someone dying would, would be the only thing that could get that out of you. Like that's a heavy line, but every single time when he's, do I have to die to hear you miss me? Do I have to die to hear you say goodbye? My wife starts crying. Every single yeah. time. It, and she's not at all invested. That's a heavy, heavy thing. And the way that he sings it is great. And then the single the single hit on the church bell right behind it. You know? Oh, <laughs> the, the chimes chime. are perfect. It's just awesome. I don't so. know whose idea you, that was. Did you, it was perfect. Did, did any of you guys else ugly cry when that Warped Tour banner appeared, that first chime? I was like, ah! <laughs> I was like, I was like, <laughs> gone. Gone. Well, here's the my suggestion. This is something my my wife initiates. I was most, there, by the way. My wife initiates most of the time, uh, and I think it's a good idea. Is that um, on people's birthdays, you go around the room and everyone says nice things about the people. That's, that's Don't nice wait till thing. someone what, dies, or wait till say the nice things at their funeral. Like at least do it once a year on their birthday. Like that. That seems yeah. like a. Uh, I think it's a great way to do it. It's often. No one wants to be the person at the center of that kind of like it's, you know, but it's like yeah. you need to do that. And so uh, I would suggest doing that when you gather for people's birthdays, just like say nice things about them. Say the things you love about them. It's a, it's a good way to do it once a year at least, you know, but do it more often than that, too. But yeah. Uh, OK, let's go to more than, you know, track six. kind of air drumming what are your thoughts on more than you know i don't know about this song <gasps> i like it no no i like it i just don't know <laughs> it's it just hits me really weird it's it's such an anomaly on the rest of the record great song i don't know i don't know i'm gonna dig it i mean we'll see like i said we're two weeks into it kyle or are you no 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 I, I don't i don't not like it i just yeah. it, like it just hit it like they released all those singles, and when they released this one, I was like, wait, you guys. Just I don't know why they released it as a single. Uh, okay, I'll give you maybe that. that's all it was. Maybe if it hadn't released as a single, I wouldn't have the feelings. I, I didn't had. listen to it when it, it released as a single. That's, that might be part of the reason I don't. It was also like a throwaway, because it, it came out in tandem with One More Time. Yep. Yeah. So Yeah, I think I would have done. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it needed to be released, but. Um, Kyle, do you have any other thoughts on more than you know? Um, I mean, he's double basing. 
Like a mofo. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he really is. Uh, like Chris, I mean, you might know. Did he do the double pedal before? He did. This Never. record? Oh, he did? oh okay. sorry. No, he did before. not. Before. I no, mean, like, before. No. He didn't no. used to do that, right? I mean, like, he just. Oh, no, did, no, no. This yeah. was uh, this was something unique that he brought to this record. Did he um, already. I mean, that's not easy, right? I mean, it's not. Uh, uh, are you talking about, like, the Forbidden Beat? Well, just like doing the double pedal thing is like a whole thing. You got like if he'd never done the double pedal thing, is he just that good that he's like, well, I can just throw a double pedal on here and do it? Or did oh. he do it in other bands and then like never do it in Blink One Eight Two? Do you know? I I don't think he did it in other bands, but I, um, he with... didn't in the Aquabats. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I assume but not. No, but I mean, not... you know, I don't know. Maybe I the just... transplants. No, Maybe. that was a, his, was a curious. I'm just his... curious because no. I just thought that was no, a no, weird. His style... No, his style of play, like, uh, you know, the way he works the uh, hi-hat, it, it, I mean, yeah, probably a day of work. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's why I was, I mean, he's just really good rhythmically, yeah. but I just figured there's, yeah. like, like kicking with your left foot is just, like, if you don't ever do that, that's, like, a whole skill and holding your, I mean, it's just, it seems like it would be hard. Yeah, but, but it's, before. but, like, walking and running, like, it's both feet. I, 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 sorry, and I didn't mean that sarcastically. I just meant, like. Yeah. It, I mean, he's just you know, that good. I've, I've, probably, yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's no, but I've, I've, he's a legend. I, I'm a terrible drummer, and I've sat down to a double pedal, and like I could see how like it, like a week of work, and I could like start there. to get it because okay. my yeah. right foot already knows how to do it. Yeah, and, and what he doesn't have anything to do, he can do it for his full time job. Is I'm going to play then double. Yeah, you're right. right. You're, so. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, like, you're he, right. Like, could... Yeah, that's that. That's work for him. Like when he's like, oh, honey, Courtney, I gotta, I gotta put another few hours, man. I'm just not done yet. Like that's him. Just like that'd be really fun to be able to do. All right, let's go to track seven. Turn this off super quick. Uh, we're going to hear the whole thing. This is weird. It's not really a clip. It's the whole whole damn song. Here we go. If you're too sensitive, we'll turn this off. If you're offended by these words, then please fuck off. If you're an asshole with the dick, then that's something I can live. Then maybe we can call ourselves pathologists. When I first took you out to sushi on a date, you took me on my stabby fuck away. On your stomach, face your ass, it's your fault that I came back. So don't blame it on me, that's a you thing. I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I think this is my favorite, like funny yeah. Blink Wayne 2 song they've ever written because of that last line. That's a you thing. That's a you thing is the best. And it says sushi. It mentions sushi. You can't rhyme anything with that. I'm telling you, I I'm uh, like normally I'm not like the jokey songs are like probably my least favorite part of Blink Wayne 2 just because I think they're more talented than that. I, does that make sense? Like, it's just kind of yeah. like, I don't mind them, but like, and they've had some really good ones. Like, um, uh, but I mean, this is the best, like this one's not it's because it, it's actually good. Like the melody's good. It's well-produced yeah. and the yeah. lyrics are freaking ridiculous. And that, that it's a, you thing is just too well, freaking funny. Let, let me quickly discuss the picture on Instagram of Travis Barker and fat Mike. And then it like released all this like discussion on Reddit about the animosity between those guys, and then I got into this whole thread about how apparently, allegedly, No Effects was always pissed at Blink One Eight Two because they said they stole their bit, like the joking between songs. Oh. No, right? No, no, I don't know if it's true, and I don't know if No Effects really felt that way. Didn't all punk bands opinion, do that back in the day? I feel like every punk not, band I saw on stage was this. That doing that exact same thing, right? But I mean, I, so maybe well, they all stole it from No Effects, but but that's what I was gonna say is Blink One Eight Two did it the best. Yep. Yeah. 
like and this song is a perfect example of that it's 2023 20, and that that ending with that line it's a you thing it's still hilarious it's really funny <laughs> like I- <laughs> <laughs> like like it's fresh it's fresh Funny. Like it's like it's like the same. It's like Seinfeld. Like is still recycling material from the '90s. These guys like it's a that's a new joke. The other thing I like about it is that they're they're always self-deprecating in these songs a little bit, or like all the little bits between Dude Ranch. Like it's all like they're really they're always self-deprecating about it, and I just think it's really funny. <laughs> anyway, they they killed it with this one. Um, I would actually like. I mean, this song the song's good. It's a good song. Too. It's not just anyway. It's it's good. We don't need to spend much more time than that on it, probably. But Kyle, do you have I, any thoughts on? It? I only want to say one thing. I love that we get the very rare but always welcome Mark Growl in his voice on this. <laughs> oh like, no, no, yeah, yeah, that's the best. Yeah. And, and and I there are parts of this record where he sounds like way too overproduced and and yeah. kind of like auto tuned to death. And and but I feel like when we get the raw version, it's like we almost need that kind of screamy version for it to it to work. Uh, Cause sometimes yeah. when he's like super isolated and up front, like it's, it's very auto tuny, um, you know, and to be fair, everyone is auto tuny now. I feel like, but um, I'm, I love it. I think it's a great song. So, okay. Uh, normally those 30 second tracks are throwaways, but I, I will listen to that one every time for sure. Uh, not everyone else on Spotify is though. Cause it only has 33,000 plays right now. Not, Okay, guys. That's not other ones have millions. That is not that's, cool. That's that's that is a crime. It's twenty three seconds of your life. What? Why can you? Why are you skipping this song? You know, no, I just, there's no on. good reason. There's no good reason. Please play the song. Okay, track eight. When we were young. Drums. drums, drums on drums. this song, man. The the switching up of the uh, the kick, uh, pretty frequently. Um, man, I like this one. I will say that there's a part of me that's like, okay, it took you guys a year to make this record. I I can't help but believe that it's not a coincidence that they that they wrote a when we were young theme song. Especially and when they brought in Brian Lee to ex- co-write ex- it with them. Exactly. So there's a part of me that- that's like, I like the so- song, but I'm just a little bit, I don't know. It's. Uh, I'll give you some. I'll give you some artists that he's worked with: Lady Gaga, Al City, uh, Selena Gomez, okay. Ingrid Michaelson, okay. Reliant K. Got it. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. A lot of bands I actually haven't heard of either. Justin Bieber. Uh, I mean, like who is Justice Bieber? Avicii, Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> uh, I mean, so, and he's uh, he did another Blink Two song too. Um, anyway, so yeah, it, like it's a good, it's a great song. I really yeah. like it, and I, like, I, I like do not song. think it's a coincidence. I don't. I think yeah. you're right, Kyle. But I think it's great, and I love Seven Eight. I don't think we've had uh, weird time signatures ever with Blink Two, but. Uh, weird seven eight courses. Uh, I like it, Chris. What are your thoughts? Anthemic, big, 
I I love that they brought it together with the festival. Yeah, it's and and plus like they know what's selling these records right now. It's people that are well, in their forties. Uh, who- well, I I. I always like one thing I always have like thought was hilarious about Blink One Eight Two is like Mark Hoppus's business acumen. Like he just he knows what he's doing. He's a really know? smart guy. Honestly, I'm surprised he doesn't like. I mean, I guess he does do stuff, but I mean, like he's he's so good at it. Well, he he's... should like consult with other bands at it. Like <laughs> he's really good at it. Like right, but like. But with like, I'll but never, he's authentic uh, what, right. too. Right. I'll never know what it's like to have $50 million in the bank and just be like, what do I do tomorrow? You know, it, but it's still, it, no, I, I mean that in a nice, like it, it's like making money and being successful is still fun. Even after you've already done it, it's fun to do keep, like keep it up. Yeah. And um, uh, like, but my, he seems to have a, a real knack for it. Yes. As it relates specifically to this band. Yeah, and none you know, of it seems fake at all. What's right. No, right, but he always seems to know what's right for them. I agree. He's and I think that I think that he is the glue that kept I mean like, like Tom would have ran off the rails after Enemy of the State without yeah. Mark kind of going, "No, that's not it's not the right time yet. I'm not saying we can't change. It's just like it's not right. the time yet." Um Well, and I I would argue that without the Skiba era this era doesn't happen. Like he kept. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you have to have the the hiatus. I think you have to have the, the double hiatus. Yeah. I think you have to have the near death stuff. I think, and and you know, it seems like Tom. I don't want to say came around, but I mean, obviously, Tom is embracing it too and realizing that, like, I don't know, you just get older and you realize that, like, okay, Mark's good at some stuff and I need to listen to him, and I'm sure Tom's good at other stuff that Mark needs to listen to, and Travis is obviously good at stuff that they're listening to more than they did on Enema. You know what I mean? Like, cause he well, was kind of the I, new member. Right. And I hate to bring it back to the Zane Lowe interview again, but like one thing that you kind of get from the moments Travis talks is like, he was the, like, he was the glue of the friendship. He was yep. the one that was always like, yeah, well, uh, he never lost touch with either of them. Not all... he was the new guy. Yeah. I, I mean, like, it, 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 you know, like without the history of the drama like, and stuff. Right, but but I mean, as far as like the history of Blink goes, like he's the new guy. Like he, but he was also the band member that made Blink One Eight Two the epic rock and roll band that they are. So, um, but he's also like kind of the cute, shy dude that just stays in the background. But he was the one that was always, you know, keeping in touch with everybody. And yeah, what you need, you need interesting dynamic. You need all of those pieces in the band you need the guy that's the friend you need the quiet guy you need that like and and so yeah to me it's just like i'm so glad they're back together okay uh track nine edging here we go the seats of my car filled with cigarette burns i gotta find my eye a little blood on my shirt let's hit the road hit the road hit the road hit the road i know there's a special place in hell that my friends and I know well There's a perfect place to go When it's time to lose control No, I leave the broken hearted Oh, no, look at the mess we started Oh, no, I leave the broken hearts this way I'm still digging this song, guys. A year into it. I still Me like too. it. 
I watched the uh, Drumio or whatever, that YouTube channel where they have like other drummers come in and play people's songs that they haven't heard or whatever. But they had Megadeth drummer like chart this song out and play it. And he was like, it's like a punk shuffle. <laughs> he was like, can we? I was like, that's actually exactly what this is. Dun, 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 dun. It's pretty fun. Uh, you guys have any any thoughts on edging that you didn't have uh, a year ago? Still love it. Yeah, I, I dig it, but it feels weird to just hear it in the middle of this record because I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this one. Yeah, because it is kind of weird. Like, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is why, like, I I get it. I mean, you know, every, we talked about the single stuff, but uh, it does make me go like, oh, you know, like I I don't know, it, it would, like I think I. I'm encouraged because I like it a year into it. So I think I'm going to feel the same way about a lot of the rest of the album, but I'm also like, ah, it'd be really fun to hear this for the first time right now too. Uh, So it's like a weird, agreed. It's a weird thing, but especially because within the context of the album or even their entire catalog, they've never really done a song like this before. It is unique. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. And it, it it does give like a slightly different, like it's it's unmistakably blink way too, but it's, it's different. Like I said, we got a little shuffle to it. I like it. I'm into it. I'm also just always, always, always love a back and forth between Tom and Mark. Mm. Just love it. Like one line, another line. I just, yep. I love it. It's it's one of the best parts about having a two two lead singer band kind of thing is that you can do that back and forth. And I just think their voices are so good together. So good. I think, by the way, this, I, I, I've not brought this up yet. I think Tom sounds better on this record than any oh. other Blink-22 oh, record. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sounds but, And I don't know yeah, if that's that, production. That, I don't know if that it's like that he's actually a better vocalist I now. I assume it's a, oh, I assume no, he's a better it, vocalist. Absolutely, because he's a better vocalist. I think it's his time in Angels and Airwaves that lent lended itself to this time. Anyway, I think he sounds fantastic, and I think they I think they sound because I mean honestly, early Blink One Two, like when I got into Intim in the State and Dude Ranch and stuff. Uh, honestly, Tom's voice, I don't want to say bugged me, but I didn't like it as much as as Mark's. But like Dude, on, Tom on Dude Ranch is is rough. awful. <laughs> yeah, Tom on Dude Ranch. I mean, although the songs are great, but like his voice is pretty nasally and Blake, he's all the way in on that. I hate to say it, and I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but in the Zane Low interview, <laughs> he talks about that this segment is, is of "I Miss You," like the ve- famous line. Oh, I lost Blake. Oh, you're back. Yeah, you froze or yeah. something. Okay, let me pick it up. Yeah. Uh, you hate so to in the mention Zane it. Interview, I, hate to, I hate to mention this, but in the Zane Lowe interview, he talks about that famous line, and I miss you, you know, like after the, where are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I did and, see this clip, and, yeah. Oh, right, where he talks about, like, I, I, I think back into the studio, I was just trying to nail that line. Like, I was working so hard at it. Um and it became so famous because of the way he did it. But like he still didn't like think fondly of himself as a singer. He was just trying to nail that line. Uh, all right, let's go to track eleven, Blink Wave, which great.
Pink Wave. I love it. <laughs> I could hear, I could do a whole album like this of, of Dude, them, I think. The freaking the just just the reinforcement of that simple melody and the perfect the per, like yeah the the line for me that gets with the midnight black and white tattoos it just it yes. just it is toit man it just fits right into that melody it's i love this song so it's great Kyle, song. did you have uh before you were punk one vagrant where they did dancing with myself oh yeah totally oh i've never heard that, that. that's what oh yeah they do they did a cover of dancing with myself like uh on a EP for Vagrant Records in like 98, 99. Yeah. And this to me reminded me of that. I was like, oh my God, it's like kind of a throwback to. I think they should do like a synth wave 80s style EP or something. Like, I'm serious. Like, they, like, this is really good. And they obviously grew up with this stuff. And so, like, I bet they could do it really well. I mean, they do it really well here. So I would, I'd I'd be into it. I'm into this song. I, I mean, are people crapping on this too, Kyle? Or no? No, not on this one as much. It's weird. It's it's just it's uh, it's the other one. And honestly, I think it's the other one because it was one that they threw out before the album came. And it, I think if we didn't have so many singles in such a yeah. short span of time, everybody would love everything. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right. Okay, let's go to track twelve. Bad news. album i'm pretty sure which i love it's fine have a signature thing what are y'all's thought on it um i think i told you this blake this to me is a blink 182 love letter to newfound glory newfound glory i didn't think about that until you said it but it it that makes that follows i demand i demand newfound glory cover this song oh Uh, yeah it does it it has that vibe for sure. Like listen, you I like I can hear Jordan singing this song. It is it's yeah. a newfound glory song. Oh man. my god, dude, this could be on sticks and stones. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, exactly. could be on that record. Yeah. And I didn't think about wow. it, but once Kyle said that, I was like, You are no. absolutely right. That, in uh, in the best yeah. possible way. This is yeah, not, yeah, yeah, not like, oh, no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like in a, in a homage. Yes. Yeah. No. Um are we doing the interlude? I mean it's it's really a song. Yeah, I don't know why really they call is. it an interlude. They've got it's got lyrics and stuff. Let's just do it. Here we go. I, I did a short clip. I'm pretty sure. Here we go. Okay, here's where I have a complaint on this on this record, okay? Let's hear it. If you're going to put the word interlude in the title of a song, why does it not go, like, well out of bad news into the interlude into Turpentine? It's just like a, yep. it's just like a short song in between those two. 
So I completely agree with your complaint. However, the only thing that would work less is going straight from bad news into turpentine, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're right, but like, like okay, Enema of the State Almost has like they like wrote really it great just transitions, to like, and so does Untitled. Like, yeah. they really flow. Like, they'll put like three songs together that flow really well, like on purpose. We planned it out, and it just seems like they could have done a better because they've done it in the past. Like, they've done it yeah. on two other records of theirs where they have these really cool transitions. And like, keep in mind on Enema of the State, it's a it's a freaking synth organ into all the small things. It's not like it's something crazy. It's just like the last chord they hit on the thing and it happens to, you know, it's like, I guess they were in the same key. So that helped, but I don't know. It just, it felt like, wait, this is an interlude, but it like, it doesn't fade in. It doesn't like, it has an ending and then it doesn't take us anywhere. So that's my only complaint about it. I actually kind of like it and it feels a little angels and airwaves ish. Um, I'm in the, I'm in the exact same boat. I feel like I dig it. I just, it's great. It's just make it a song. Yeah, it could have just been called Hurt, and I would have been fine with it. But the <laughs> fact that they put the word interlude in between it, and it's clearly meant to be between these two songs, like, just make it work a little bit better. But, you know, that that's if that's my biggest complaint, I don't know that that's a, that's a big problem, right? It, <laughs> so. It's called interlude, even though it's the third shortest song. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, turn, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, like, turn this off, and uh, F-Face is... Those are both 25-second songs. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it, that, that's a little bit weird to me, and it's also weird that some of their other ones that they've done, like, interludes with, like, on Untitled, for example, were, like, all Travis doing his kind of weird stuff or whatever, um, and no vocals, but this one has vocals, too, so whatever. I, like, that's my... If that's my biggest complaint, um, I'm pretty happy. Okay, let's go to yeah. Turpentine. Turpentine? Whatever we want to call it. A generation lost and forgotten Clawing at the lid of the coffin your God ain't coming back this time Quit your job and have a dream Take a pound of ecstasy Blah, 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 blah Wash yourself in dirt, Kyle, what are your thoughts? I love this freaking song, dude. It it is so it is so awesome. It gets me pumped up. The freaking the rhythm. It it's I I love this song. I love this whole record. Uh, but this one from my initial like listen through, I think I texted you guys both. There are two tracks that were my standouts. On upon first listening, and this was the first one, and uh, the other one's actually yet to come. But um, I love it, and I do want to say we didn't talk about this. We we don't necessarily need to spend a lot of time on it, but Pitchfork, um, more like Bitchfork, am I right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was about should, to say you like, should God. you should read. It is that that review is a joke. They're, they uh, basically just talk about how this whole album is just dick and fart jokes and recycled uh, material. And it's like, it, it, it could not be more wrong. It could not be more wrong. It's like, could you let someone write this that is actually con- familiar with con- the material? It's just contrarian. Like, just, like, let's just... It is awful. Yeah. That's music critics, though. 
for the yeah. most part, right? So. Anyway, the, the, he he made fun of this song about like, what's Tom DeLonge doing? Like, slide your mom on top of me. Like, what? This is just an awful dick and fart joke. I'm like, dude, this song rocks. Like, I I don't that know line. why you honed in on that. There's a worse line. <laughs> right, right, yeah. but that line is. That line is. It's not it's even totally meaningful. Fine. <laughs> in like in the scope of like how creative that song is. Dude, it's like relax and enjoy the song. And he's you know yes. clearly he's getting ridiculous as it goes. Like as far as like on that double yeah. course at the end as it gets fat. As it goes he's spiraling out of control like he's in, spir- a, yeah, in exactly. a good way. That's the whole yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I like it a lot too, Kyle. I'm, I'm with you. I think it's, um, it's, um, it's like a new, it's kind of like a new thing. Cause that, like those, those choruses are kind of like, Completely I don't know. So they, they've got that, a vibe to them. That's what I was going to say is I, I know this is weird. We've probably never talked about this band and probably never should, but it kind of reminds me of you guys ever listen to Biffy Clyro? I like it. Oh yeah, you band. got it. Oh. No, no. Kyle made us listen to that band when we were trying to make oh. a band together, Blake. When we all picked two songs. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. mountains. Yeah, like I'm gonna. Yeah. Right. Yes. Oh, okay. Like it's just, that kind okay. of vibe. Like like this. It's crazy and then huge at times, and like that's this song to me. I'm gonna send you a song, Blake, to listen to. I think I used that beat on the verses on one of my songs. I stole it from someone else. So it's a rare occasion where I did not steal something from Blink-22 or Jimmy World or whoever. They might have stolen it from me. Just put it out there. Kyle, probably did. that song Mountains was my – so back in the day when the iPod Nano was out and you would run like with with the little chip in your shoe – if you held down on the uh-huh. iPad Nano button, it would play your power song. That was like your song to like get going. <laughs> and that song, Mountains, that you showed me was always my power song by Biffy Cairo. It's a Biffy great Cairo. song. Power oh, yeah. Song. There's nothing more. There's, Very nice. There's nothing gets you running faster than that song. I don't run. That's for chumps. Uh, let's go to track 15. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about with the room mic drum set. You know what I mean? Like those drums sound <laughs> yes. freaking killer, right? Yes. Oh, I don't know. That's yes. all, that's really all I need to say about that. Do y'all have anything to say no. about it other than the, the drums sound killer? No, I just love uh, Travis doing background vocals on that song too. You oh, can yeah. you can sing. My only problem with it is the boxcar racer song. That's like this. You could sing it directly over it, and it would it would line up perfectly. You're basically. right. It so would. like, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like the drums. All right, let's go to track sixteen. The other side. How'd you get back to the hotel? Where did you end up at the end of the night? How can I go back to home now? How could you leave without saying goodbye? It'll never be the same. Yeah. 
thoughts? Okay, so this was about their guitar tech that died, right? Or the guy that died? Yeah, Mark's guitar tech that died. I didn't know about this. Oh, Makes yeah. it better. Well, but like I only vaguely remembered that story, but like what I thought was so beautiful about the song was like I was like, uh, sometimes when people write about moments like that, it's like too tongue in cheek. But this was perfect because I knew exactly from the moment I was like, oh, I remember this this man passed away. That was a part of their band, and they did an homage to him. And it's the, as Blake would say, penultimate track of the album. Like, I, I can't think of a better way to pay homage to somebody than being like that in that stage right thing too. That was some inside baseball. That stage, that stage right thing. Devastating. Right. Right. Well, but, but that's like, if you don't know music, like you don't even know what that means. Like maybe you do. I don't know. Yeah. But stage right is, or if you're if, a drama, nerd, you could be a drama nerd. Too. Yeah. If you're in drama or music state, like whenever you say stage right or stage left, it's, as it, you're looking at the crowd. So if you're, if you're looking at the crowd and you put your right hand out, that's stage right. So that's, and Mark is always stage right. So that's his dude. Um, I, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a great song too. Um, it, yeah, you can really good song. I love it. the drums on it. I think Travis is just doing some killer stuff on this album. Like really, really cool. I mean, he's one of the best drummers in the world as we've talked about multiple, multiple times, yeah. but it's not just the technicality. It's like the creativity of it all that like he's doing some really cool changing up of where the snare and the bass are on ones and twos and stuff. And I think it's a really cool song and it's a very good penultimate song. You're right, Chris. I didn't even catch the lyrical content of it honestly yet. I've not gotten that far into it. Um, but I love the song. Kyle, do you have anything to add to it? Well, I was going to say there's like, there's some, I guess there's, some depth to the story. Uh, this guy was also a coffee connoisseur. Yes. Had his own coffee company called Stage Right Coffee Company. And so, oh, like... Great. Yeah, I mean, just super... It's it's a very sweet uh, song for a friend. Also, I mean, aside from it being sweet, it's, it's a great song. And oh, honestly, yeah. <laughs> we get a lot of Tom on this record, and I'm not complaining because I've missed him a whole lot. Me too. But Me too. I'm really I'm really glad that we have songs like Bad News and this one and the one coming up, like where where you know they're Mark heavy and and yeah. this this is a great song. Because I've always been a Mark guy. I mean, like if I I love Tom too, but like Mark, there's something just about his songs and melodies and. Uh, the Mark Growl specifically that you mentioned earlier, Kyle, Kyle yeah. I just love. And so I, I definitely am like, um, I, I love hearing Mark on a record and, and, uh, yeah. So it's, it's good to get him on this one. Uh, just kind of, cause do, do we have another, just, just Mark song until this on the record? Yeah. Bad news. Yeah. You're right. Bad news yeah. is just him too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but it felt a little light on, on just, on just Mark. Um, all right, well, let's go to the final track, track 17. It only took us forever to get here. Uh, let's go to Childhood. Just need some time away. Take me back to yesterday. Whoa. 
Chris Meunier, what are your thoughts on it? I think this song sounds like they took every great pop punk emo band from 2005 to 2015 and mixed it together. I hear Get Up Kids. I hear Yellow Card. I hear it all. And but yet they just like found a way to mix it all together. I don't know. This song is something different. It's very special and a hell of a way to end the record. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, I dig it. Kyle had another good band that he thought it kind of sounded like. Uh, it's got an OK Go vibe. And, there you and go. the thing is, so yeah, so like, oh, same dude, thing. Another like, definitely, great that's a, but it's a big okay, yeah, bye bye baby, yes. dude, yeah, dude, yeah, and those kind of trashy sounding drums and stuff, yes. yeah, it's oh like, oh my a, god, my my thing is like we get we get so many new kind of like. They're clearly just making the music that they want to make. Yes, yeah, absolutely. They yes, they're a big band. People are invested. They know that it's going to sell lots. Yes, you got to win. We were young in here, but like, you don't put a song like this on a record if it's not what you want to do, right? Like, they didn't have to make this re- this song. To me, I'm excited for what comes after this because, like, I kind of wonder if they weren't making sure that this was a Blink record. Give me a whole record of childhood. I'll I'll take that and uh, turpentine. <laughs> yeah. Give me a whole record like that. Or like or blink wave, or EP, like we said. Or, or blink I mean, wave. whatever. Exactly. Like there's a bunch of stuff on this where I'm like, yeah, it, give me a whole record like this. I'm yes. into it. Yeah, dude. And well, Chris said it, but what a way to end the record. And, and it makes me with the musical outro, the the garbage can drums. It makes me just yes. want to start Anthem Part Three. Also, yeah. the I I love. I, I'm a sucker for chorus A, chorus B songs, and like yep, I tell, love, yeah. I love chorus. We got chorus B, but chorus A is great too, and I love the high, like the high harmony underneath. It's freaking awesome. And what's funny is the longest song on the record, and I don't want it to end. Like I wish yeah, it was longer. Totally, I wish they did the me chorus too. again almost and stuff. And I'm like, God, it's well, like, it, it, you're right. It makes me want to start it again. They are good at booking. Doesn't it piss you off as a songwriter too that like they they have so many great melodies that they can use two in one song like the pre-chorus and the chorus is like better melody i've ever written in my entire life (laughs) well and they both hit you know like oh yeah they hit hard the whole remember when it kind of like it's kind of dreamy and you're like oh yeah this is nice and then tom kicks in with the where did our childhood go and you're like oh that's heavy hitting dude like (laughs) it's 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 great man it's a setup and a spike Yes, it's very good. Um, it's a volleyball. They, they nail, they <laughs> nail the terms, front of guys. it. Sports. They nail the end of it. <laughs> they nail the middle of it. I think they did a good record. I mean, we're not going to do the normal like lasting impressions and awards because I don't think it's. I mean, we're only two weeks into this, so I don't know that we can yeah. pick all those things. Um, but I mean, I think they, I think they did it. I think they, I, I have been very. Um, I think I had high hopes but I was trying not to get my expectations too high. And I think that they, it just sounds like they had fun making this record, honestly. And, and I don't know if I'm, I don't know where I could put it. Like I said, we, we're not going to do awards cause I don't think I can place it somewhere, but it does make yeah. me feel like it's picking up after 
it does feel like the pickup record after Untitled. That's what it kind of yeah. feels like. Yeah. It kind of feels like the it, stuff that's happened between then. Yeah, which I still like, era. but I, I just, yeah, it feels like we've kind of gone, okay, like we're picking this thing back up. Um, and uh, I am excited about what they'll do potentially. And I would. Um, well, now they I get to do a whole tour for, on this record. They just toured yeah, on oh, yeah. like the past Dude. stuff. And they're like just doing another tour on this record. It's crazy. They, they made, they made, uh, like they made lemonade out of the lemons of, of their relationship as a band. Right. Like, I agree. Like, because you're right. Tom has never sounded better. We get elements of angels and airwaves. We get elements of boxcar, but we also get elements of what Mark and Travis did with Skiba and like all of that together makes something good. Um, and not yep. to, I, I am not a huge fan at all of assigning goodness to bad things. Um, I'm glad that they're friends again, but like, I, I do certainly think that they made the best of their time apart by giving us this record. I think that's a good way to, to end it potentially, Kyle, you've got a good, good point there. Um, so yeah, that's it for us. Sorry that we took so long and sorry that this thing has been a, technical mess which you probably won't know by the time this gets to you but uh, hopefully <laughs> we had all sorts of recording problems with this uh tonight so um here's to hoping the next one's not so bad so yeah we're into it uh thank god blink Wayne two's back with the album that I, I don't think i don't think they had the record done when tom said it was the best record they made no no way said, no, there's no <laughs> way but i think he was right i think it's a great record i think yep, that he was yeah. right about it being great so uh, congrats to Blink Point Two, and hope they, hope they, uh, maybe that. Let, let, hey, maybe they can stay on top of Taylor Swift this week. Let's see what happens. That would be <laughs> huge. What, that would be crazy. Um, I, she probably I have a cousin that listens to she, nothing. She probably doesn't want them. Oh, I was saying she probably wants them to win. She seems like that kind of person that she'd be like, no, give them another. Week. I I'm I thought Chris was gonna say she probably wants them on top of her. <laughs> That would have worked you, too. You really thought I was your words, not okay. mine. Oh no! <laughs> All right, no, that, well, they've, only, they've only come Thanks. out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that does it for us. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you if you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us there at Finding Emo Pod and or Facebook and or youtube and spotify where the videos of this are although i don't think this episode's gonna have a video because chris is freezing the whole time so we'll see if that even works at all um and then you can obviously email us at info at finding and there's a little survey by the way on spotify if you're on spotify Ooh. we've got a poll not a poll up but it's just like a question at the end of the episode that's like hey what do you want to hear and people are suggesting records we are taking note of those i've got them in a spreadsheet uh, we're going to get back into this where we start doing more records. It's just been a busy fall. So uh, take it easy. We will catch you next time. Bye.